morning. Good morning. It's so nice to see you. Love to hear all the chitter chatter. That is a good sound for sure.、Um, my name is Lori Haas. I'm one of the pastors here. And as the band makes their way out, I just have a couple of quick announcements. You probably know that this Saturday is Day of Hope. So if you would keep those families and volunteers in your prayers, We expect to have 250 kids that we get to help get ready for that first day of school. This Friday, about 30 students and six adults are leaving for Montreat. So keep all of them in your prayers, especially the adults as they go with those. I mentioned 30 students to Montreat. Yes. So keep them in your prayers.、Um, tonight is worship under the stars for middle schoolers and high schoolers. And we are actually meeting in the chapel. It was a great time last time. So if you are in that range of age and or you know someone that is, please invite them to come. What time? Eight o'clock, says Connor. So, eight o'clock tonight. Hope to see you in the chapel for that. And there was one misprinted information about confirmation saying that it starts in August. It's actually going to start in January. You can still reach out to me or Betsy about that if you know eighth graders or ninth graders. So, we're going to do those classes together. Oh my goodness. I think that is all that I have for you today. It's good to be back. I got to go visit my mom last week in Reno, Nevada, and hadn't seen her for about two years. So, Really good for that opportunity as the pandemic had kept us apart. Love for you to stand up and say hi to someone new all around your area. To the Lord, our God and King, His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. Not a hand in an outstretched arm. His love endures forever. For the life that's been reborn, His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise. Yeah, forever. God is faithful forever. God is strong forever. God is with us forever and ever, forever. From the rising to the setting sun, His love endures forever. With the grace of God. We will carry on. 
His love endures forever Sing praise Sing praise Yeah, sing praise Sing praise Yeah, forever God is faithful God is strong Forever God is with us Forever and ever Yeah, forever God is faithful Forever God is strong Forever God is with us Forever and ever And forever Now, 
everything Everyone singing Oh, is Lord God Almighty The earth is filled with His glory
never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. But here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy. All together wonderful to me. Wow, so that was so lovely. We are at this time where we get to worship God with our tithes and our offerings, and we get to give thanks for this great God that we worship. As you come in, there are baskets at the tables. You can use them as you come in or as you leave. And you can give online. Oh my, is that my phone? Can you hear that? Oh, I have this like app that like God talks to me like four times a day to remind me that we're still in conversation. And I'm like, I thought I put it on do not disturb. All right. (laughs) just for this moment, that's all. I mean, not, right. Anyway, so you can give online lots of ways to give. Uh, we're grateful for your generosity. I'd love to invite the mic runners to come up and give me a hand here. Uh, we have this opportunity to share our joys and our concerns. And Blake, come on a little closer to me. Don't be afraid. Come on, come on. This is great. So you're going to get to hear who these young men are, and then we will get to pray. My name is Blake Cook, and I am attending FSU. Thank you. Wow. Oh. <laughs> My name is Matthew Saba. I'm a rising senior at Sarasota High School. Another wow. These guys were in confirmation just last minute. Wow, really cool. So we are going to start today. I heard Connor do this last week, and I just loved it, with any praise reports. So if there's anything that you would like to thank God for, if you would raise your hand, these guys will give you a microphone, and you can share it with us. Uh, I know I brought up uh, a former member of the church, or Grant Schaffler, who had a Weird yeah. accident. Well, he's passed the test to be able to go to day. I mean, he still has a lot of work to do, but he's passed whatever test it is he needed to go on to the next level. So he'll be doing an outpatient therapy. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. great. So he'd, like, fall in and, like, hit his head on the concrete or something, right? Yeah, he fell from the attic. From the attic. So great next step. So yeah. glad to hear yeah. that. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. So um, praising God for Grant's recovery ongoing. Thank you. Anything else that we want to thank God for? Oh, right over there. Sorry, I got to pay attention. We all, we all have to pay attention. Yeah, this is us, and we're looking for that. Good morning. My name is Kay. We live in Sarasota, a little bit south of here. I'm thankful that most of Sarasota was spared um, by the Elsa, and actually the rainstorm last night I think was more frightening than the hurricane was. So. Yes. Thank you, God, for sparing us injury and... You bet. 
Thank you. And I don't think she's done too much damage um, in other places either. So um, praise God. Thank you. As you're thinking, if there's anything else that you want to praise God for, um, we can also move into that time. If you have any concerns or things that you want your faith family to be praying for or to lift up, um, you can let us know that as well at this time. And then I'll just remind you as you're thinking about that, that we do have prayer cards in the back. If you do not want to share it aloud, that you could write it down and we will be praying this week. So how can we be praying for each other? I do know that a friend of ours is having another scan this week for cancer, so we just want to um, lift that person up, and God knows who, and for other people that we may know who have um, cancer and other illnesses that they have been battling. Anything else? I was just thinking of Alan Rada. Oh, yes. And I wish we would lift him in prayer. Thank you He's so much. Blessed so many of us. Yes. So Pastor Alan um, has uh, congestive heart failure and has been trying to get his medication adjusted and is still as another week of recovering, but he does such a great um, visitation ministry. Thank you for lifting up Alan. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's pray together. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, you have heard some of what is on our heart, Lord, for all the other things that may be bothering us, making us nervous, perhaps making us even somewhat fearful. We give those to you, Lord. We pray that you would carry the burdens that we carry we pray that we might sense your presence in our life, that you would be filling us up with joy, with peace, with kindness, with all of those fruit of the Spirit, Lord, that you want us to give away to others. We are so grateful to be in this space together. We are so grateful for adults and students who are going to Montreat to grow closer to you and to one another. And we're grateful, Lord, for this day. Amen. We have, thank you so much, we have a special treat today. Um, my friend Genevieve Beauchamp, who is the music ministry director over in the um, uh, traditional services is our preacher of the day. She is entering her third year of seminary at, the, at Dubuque Seminary, and so she's going to preach the good word for us, and we are, let's lean in and give her a nice warm welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So great to be with you. We are again this week taking a break from the Chapel Window series. I had an assignment with my seminary studies. I was to plan a worship service around the common revised lectionary, which we will be following again this fall. And Pastor Steve graciously assigned me this date of July 11. And the texts for today, I must say, surely were very exciting, to say the least, especially for a very green preacher. 
On the surface, you will see that one text describes King's David, King David's joyful dance for the Lord while wearing little more than his birthday suit. The second text recalls the events that led to the death of John the Baptist. Both texts actually have a lot in common, and during the reading, I invite you to be also looking for these similarities in the two stories. But first, let us pray. God, our helper, by your Holy Spirit, open our minds that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may be led into your truth and be taught your will for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear now the word of the Lord. A reading from 2 Samuel chapter 6, beginning at verse 12. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. David danced before the Lord with all his might. David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. A reading from Mark chapter 6, beginning at verse 14. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said, it is Elijah, and others said, it is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him, and she wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you wish and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, whatever you ask me. I will give you even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved. Yet, out of regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. 
When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in the tomb. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In our two texts today, we find several interesting parallels, and I hope that you were able to catch a few of them. There are two kings, one anointed by God and one who is not. There are two wives, and both of them have let bitterness dictate their behavior. Michael, the daughter of Saul and the wife of David, is ashamed of her husband for his behavior, which was far from the expected dignity a man of his stature should have displayed. Herodias, the wife of Herod, is hostile toward John the Baptist because he kept reminding her husband that the king was not following the law by marrying her as she had been his brother's wife. Then we have two dances. David dances freely before the Lord with God as his only audience. Salome, the daughter of Herodias, performs for all to watch with an agenda, looking to gain something. In both stories, what jumps out is the missed opportunity to stand up for what is right. David's wife stays off the dance floor as he is abandoning himself to God along with all the men of Israel. Instead of joining in the festivities, she stays there watching and letting indignation conquer her thoughts. She worries about him being judged. She wonders if people will stop thinking of him as a king. Now Herod made a big promise to his stepdaughter following her captivating dance. And when she announces what she desires, which is the head of John the Baptist, his fear of judgment from his peers is greater than his desire to stand up for a man he knows to be righteous and holy. So many missed opportunities to join in the good dance. The good dance is both vertical and horizontal. It may look very different from one person to the next, but it is what we offer to God with only God as the audience. And it is the dance that invites also our community to join us because we know that this is the dance that speaks the truth of Christ. It is in that dance that we are most free to love, to give, and to live to the fullest. That good dance can make people uncomfortable, just like Michael was. And I can share with you that I, too, have been uncomfortable, maybe even a little ashamed by others' actions, by their too intense love of God. So intense that I wanted to crawl under my piano. And I say piano because I was actually teaching piano from home for many years. And this wonderful family that came to my house for piano lessons really, really loved God. They were thanking God every other sentence. They were quoting scripture every tenth sentence. They were living, breathing God. And it was beautiful. Mom and dad would come to the lesson and listen to every instruction I gave to their children. They were homeschooling the kids with a focus on God. And it was all so beautiful until, until the parents decided that while the children were receiving teaching from me, 
they would walk up and down my street and share their wonderful love for God with my neighbors. Oh, dear God. Our little dead-end street was so special with very friendly people in every house, but most of them were not churchgoers. So I became suddenly very, very uncomfortable. On the one hand, I didn't want my neighbors to know that the knock on their door was because of me teaching this family. On the other hand, I also worried about the reception my neighbors would give them, mean looks and slamming the door rudely or rejecting words with a short tone of voice. But that never stopped these two God-loving people because they did this a lot. These people dance in front of the Lord with all their might. Their rejection does not affect them. The uncomfortable looks, like the ones coming from me, did not stop them. I wondered why I reacted the way I did, why I didn't stand up for them. Because truly, it is beautiful to watch them perform for their audience of one, like David did. All they are looking to do is to invite others to join them in the good dance through their incredible zeal for the Lord. It may not be the way you and I choose to dance to show our love of God, but I can now see and admire how these people never miss the opportunity to invite others to join them. There's so much weight we carry when we don't stand up for what is right. It makes it impossible to dance. Martin Niemöller was a conservative German pastor who was originally enthusiastic about the rise of the Third Reich coming into power. But there was a turning point when Niemöller met Hitler, and in the meeting there was a strong evidence that Niemöller was under surveillance because him, along with other Protestant bishops, were concerned about the state's pressure on the churches. And following the meeting, Niemöller would come to see the Nazi state as a dictatorship. It took time for him to say something, and when he did denounce the Nazis' control on the church, it eventually landed him in, several, uh, in two concentration camps for several years. He still realized that he had missed some big opportunities to stand up for others and would forever live with the regret. And he's very well known for this quote. First they came for the communists, but I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. I have a longtime friend with whom I've shared many experiences over the years, a true God-fearing woman who loves the Lord with all her heart. And I always enjoyed laughing with her. She has great gifts, and we've had great conversations. We do think very differently on many topics. And it was never an issue as we always respected each other. Our differences never got in the way of our friendship. But you know how it's been. Not only did we have a pandemic crisis, 
We were, but we've been also faced with really dividing issues. Politics, of course. Then people had strong opinions on getting the vaccine or not getting it. Black lives matter, all lives matter, LGBTQ support or not. The virus is real or it's not. We wear masks or we don't. We believe in science or we don't. Do you remember any other time where there were so many issues all at once? We've been on a dance floor with 10 bands playing at the same time, and it's been hard to hear each other. Back to my friend. I didn't see her because of the shutdown. We could have stayed in touch by phone, but we didn't. And then she started using her voice on social media in a way that irritated me. She'd post things that I disagreed with, and it seemed like all she wanted to do was to add a lot of fuel on already heated topics. I started forgetting about our good times, and eventually I got tired of her online voice, and I used that little feature in social media settings that allows you to hide posts from friends. I clicked here, I clicked there, and just like that, I silenced her. No more of her annoying posts. Well, many, many months passed, and I didn't hear from her, she didn't hear from me. I forgot the laughter, her great gifts, our good conversations. I just remembered her posts. Nearly a year after our last interaction, she asked to see me for a coffee. Oh, great, I thought. We set a date, I went, very reluctantly, remembering all the things that she had written. And before we even sat down, tears started rolling down her face. You see, in the year where I had clicked to silence her online, her marriage went downhill. They had lost a lot of their finances. She ended up in the hospital with very serious health condition, and I knew it wasn't good because she did not have medical coverage. This friend of mine, a friend I had shared so many years of laughter and good experiences with, wrote some things I didn't agree with, and I shut her down. Her online voice was nothing like the voice I got to hear that morning. This imaginary presence of social media completely took over our real human contact. Friendships and family relationships have been lost in the last years. We danced with political leaders and social media rather than dancing with our friends and family. We're all presented with opportunities to stand up for what we know God wants us to do. Our fear of conflict and our need to be right can easily overwhelm us and prevent us from entering the dance that brings us closer to God's kingdom. We step off the dance floor like Michael did. Anytime we turn away from a situation that needs intervention, we turn down an invitation from God to take a step forward into Christ's path. What causes us to behave like this? All these fears of judgment and fears of speaking out weigh so much on our shoulders. Silence is heavy, believe it or not. 
But when we let go of our fears, we release the weight of the world from our shoulders. I think it is so well illustrated with David removing his royal vestments so he can fully celebrate. Did you ever try dancing with a big purse, with a loaded backpack, or with a heavy winter coat? The lighter the load, the easier it is to dance. David removed his royal vestments to dance, and by doing so, he removed all the things that identified him among his peers, his royal status, his power, his weapons, his ancestry. And with no care in the world, he let go of everything earthly to rejoice in the Lord. He joined the lowest rank of people, humbled himself, and worshipped God with the greatest vulnerability. What would dancing with complete abandonment look like for you? The best way to be in communion with God is to let go of the resistance we have, to drop our mental weapons and to bring as many people as possible into our dance. God wants us to expose ourselves to uncomfortable situations and to react to them with our Christian joy not to hide behind a fortress or watch from the window. Will we be judged sometimes when we take a stand? Certainly. But there are so many missed opportunities that come our way because our eyes are closed. We don't want to see them. Let me give you one that is coming up. Many children next year will struggle immensely with school after the year we've had. Some did well with learning from home, but even many very smart and driven children I know gave up working hard because of having too little supervision. With no community of students and teachers around them, they gave up. This will lead to a sense of failure. It will perhaps drive them to the edge. And this is an opportunity for us to sign up for tutoring or to invest in building relationships with kids in the youth program here or by encouraging a child from Wilkinson or from Sarasota Young Voices because our kids need it now. And this is just an example of an opportunity that's easy to pass by but that could make a big difference in someone's life. What about the hungry people and the increase in demand in our food pantry? Many of you have already joined in the good dance by serving there. Our local community is wonderfully filled with nonprofits that serve people in need. The opportunities are so easy to find, yet so easy not to take. We carry so much weight because we want to be right. We don't want to be judged. We choose silence, which ends up all being very heavy. And when we drop the cloak that holds all the, our resistance, all the things that hold us back from living a full life, Christ is there, hand extended out, inviting us into the good dance. There's an old Shaker hymn by Joseph Brackett that says, "'Tis the gift to be simple, "'tis the gift to be free. 
is the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, it will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to, bend, to bow and to bend, we shan't be ashamed. To turn, turn will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we pray that through your will, we will find courage in you and that you will deliver us from all the things that keep us from submitting ourselves to you freely. Give us the eyes to see those who need to be seen and the heart to love those who need to be loved. We pray this in your precious Son's name. Amen. Strength of us as we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Strength of us as we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord our God. You reign forever, our hope, our strong delay. God, the everlasting God, you do not make you walk weary. You are a defender of the weak. You comfort those in me. You lift us up on wings like eagles. As we wait on the Lord, we will wait on the Lord, we will wait on the Lord. Strength arises, we wait on the Lord, we will wait on the Lord, we will wait on the Lord our God. You reign forever, our hope, our strong deliverance.
everlasting God You do not think you wrong weary You are defender of the weak You comfort those in need You lift us up on wings like eagles You are the everlasting God The everlasting God do not think you won't grow weary. You are defender of the weak. You comfort those in need. You lift us up on wings like eagles. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen.